For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Raider Nation, and welcome to another edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast, the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dennis Ackerman. The Raiders broke out the old school jerseys against their AFC West rivals, the LA Chargers, and they came away with a W that was reminiscent of the way the silver and black won games in the 60s and 70s. The Raiders escaped with a 31-26 victory as they improved to 5-3 on the season. They're in second place in the division and sixth place overall in the conference. Remember this, the NFL expanded the playoffs, so seven teams now qualify in each conference. The outcome wasn't decided to the final play of the game. Raiders leading by five. Third and goal from the Raider four-yard line. One second left. Chargers rookie quarterback Justin Herbert, who was spectacular leading the Chargers offense down the field, floated a pass towards the back pile onto Donald Parham Jr., who appeared to make a game-winning catch. Now, when the play happened in real time, I thought I saw the ball move, but the replays appeared to confirm it was a catch. Then we finally got the one angle that showed the ball move, and the apparent game-winning touchdown on the final play was overruled, and you could hear the Raiders and Raider Nation let out a big exhale, and you could also hear the late, great Raiders announcer Bill King bellowing out, Holy Toledo! The Silver and Black continue their impressive play on the road, improving to 4-1 and 2-0 and and oh in the division. Next up, the Broncos, followed by the Chiefs, both coming to town the next two weeks. You know, Raider Nation, I keep telling you about how well the Raiders are playing on the road, having just picked up their fourth win away from home. And I hope you've been listening, because you would have made some cash. This game was a pick'em. And the over-under was 53. Obviously, the Raiders won the game, and the total went over. So please, please head to betonline.ag. If you haven't already, check out this website. It's fantastic. I mean, it has everything you could ask for and more, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And there's always the online casino as well. That never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, Raider Nation, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. It's time for Ackerman's A-list player of the game. I mean, if you look at the game stats from an offensive perspective, nobody really jumps off the page. Quarterback Derek Carr was pretty quiet for the first half and most of the fourth quarter. 
Backup running back Devontae Booker led the Raiders in rushing with just 68 yards. And wide receiver Hunter Renfro had 60 yards receiving on just two catches. So I'm going to go to the other side of the ball, and I'm going to give it to second-year cornerback out of Houston, Isaiah Johnson. The Chargers had the ball on the Raiders' four-yard line, six seconds left. It appeared the Chargers were going to flip the script, and instead of blowing a big lead and losing, they were going to rally from an 11-point deficit and pull out a late victory. On second down, quarterback Justin Herbert floated a pass to Mike Williams, but Johnson played it perfect and knocked the ball out of Williams' grasp for an incomplete pass. Now, one second left. And Johnson did it again on the game's final play to the same spot after Parham had been initially ruled to have come down with the ball for a game-winning touchdown. It was overturned. Ball game. Kudos to you, Isaiah Johnson, for two huge plays to save the day for the Raiders. Here's Johnson talking about his heroics. When Mike Williams came to line up the first time on second down, I was like, okay, he already beat me on a fade once. So I would think that they would try to go to him again. So when he ran the route, um, initially, he I think he initially he may have almost caught the ball, but I just felt like fighting through to the ground was going to make the difference. And that always makes a difference, just fighting to the ground. So when we were fighting to the ground, I felt that ball pull through. After I pulled it, I was like, okay, here we go. But I didn't know that there was going to be one second left. I thought that would be the last play of the game. Okay, I absolutely knew that one was coming. Um, the first time he came to line up, PG called a timeout, and I was like, okay, they didn't bring him out here for no reason. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, he, he's huge. You know, I'm our biggest corner, so in my mind, I'm like, look, I got to either make this play or it's going to be the game. So, you know, I did whatever I could to make the play for the team. And um, initially, initially, he was so tall that I couldn't get my hands on the ball when he initially caught it. But coming down, I knew if I could rake it out, then we could, you know, possibly win the game. Johnson was also playing this game with a very heavy heart, and he talked about it afterwards. Wednesday morning, I found out that um, one of my close, close uh, teammates that was like a little brother to me had passed away in um, Houston. I played uh, cornerback with him at U of H. He had um, lost his life in Houston this past Wednesday, and um, I didn't tell a whole bunch of people about it just because I know that we still had to prepare and win the game, and I didn't want to be a distraction, but um, I feel like that play, that game, um, not to make it about myself whatsoever, but I, I feel like that moment was um, for him just because I know that, you know, he would, he would be with me in a situation like that. Okay, it's report card time. And this was kind of a strange game for the Raider offense. As I mentioned earlier, they didn't have big stats. They still put up 31 points on the Chargers because they made a lot of big plays. Before I get into specifics, I want to give a shout-out to Raiders offensive line coach Tom Cable who's been the Raiders' MVP of the first half of the season. The Raiders were down three starting linemen in this one. Trent Brown, Richie Incognito, and Colton Miller. So Sam Young got the start at right tackle, and he went the distance for the first time. Denzel Good at left guard, and Brandon Parker at left tackle. And I'll tell you what, the line didn't miss a beat. They opened up huge holes for the running game. And for the most part, did a nice job of pass protection for Derek Carr. They gave up just one sack and didn't commit a penalty. And Raider Nation, you better get used to this line because the NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports Brown could miss up to a month because of COVID complications. There's been no update on Richie Incognito, who hasn't played since week two because of an Achilles injury. Miller was a game-time decision and could be back soon. 
but it ended up being a no-go for him today. He saw his streak of 39 straight starts and 1,910 consecutive snaps come to an end. In the first half, the Raiders' run game led the way as Devontae Booker raced untouched for a 23-yard touchdown in the first quarter. Then it was Josh Jacobs' turn in the second quarter. On a third and one from the Charger 14-yard line, he broke it outside and then stretched for the end zone and six points. Now, quarterback Derek Carr had one of his first halves in quite some time. He was just 6 for 10 for 44 yards and no touchdowns. It was the fewest yards he'd thrown for in a first half since 2017 season, week 14, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, it appeared the game was going to be tied at the half as the Raiders got the ball at their own 25 with 19 seconds left at two timeouts. You think the Raiders take a knee or two and go into the locker room tied, and the Raiders were getting the ball to start the second half. But then the Raiders decided to go into full meltdown. After a completion on first down, the next play, Carr is strip-sacked, and the Chargers recover and end up kicking a field goal to go up three at the half. Now, after the game, Gruden defended the call, saying Waller was wide open downfield. But Carr didn't have enough time to throw it. Now, I never saw it on replay, so I don't know if this is the fact or not, but I'll take Gruden at his word. But the bottom line is this. The odds are stacked against you to really convert points with that little time left on the clock and just two timeouts. Well, the way the Raiders began the second half, they must have been pissed off the way the first half ended. The third quarter was loaded with big plays. On a third and 10 from the Chargers' 45-yard line, Carr connected with Nelson Aguilar on a 45-yard touchdown reception to put the Raiders back on top. It was Aguilar's fourth touchdown reception of 20 yards or more, which is tied for first in the NFL. I mean, you can make the case Aguilar was the Raiders' best offseason signing. I know he came in with the reputation of dropping a lot of passes, but we haven't seen it, and he's been worth every penny so far. Carr continued his excellent play in the third quarter, especially on the drive that made it 28-17. On a third and four, he scrambled to keep the play alive and then directed traffic before hooking up with Hunter Renfro on a 53-yard pass play. Then, on a third and 10, he scrambled for a first down. He capped off the drive with a three-yard strike to tight end Darren Waller to put the Raiders up 11. I mean, Raider Nation, there's no doubt we are seeing a much different and better version of Derek Carr this season. But as good as the Raiders played for most of the third quarter, the final 15 minutes... Much too conservative. On the final play of the third quarter, the Raiders faced a third and two from the Chargers' 42. Now, the Raiders' run game was on a roll, and instead of giving it to Jacobs or perhaps Booker, Carr tried to complete a deep pass down the field to Henry Ruggs III, which was incomplete. Forced the Raiders to punt. Then, following a Raiders' recovery of a muff Chargers punt inside L.A. territory, with the Raiders clinging to just a two-point lead. Now, a touchdown here makes it a two-score game. But on third and seven from the Charger 18, the Raiders once again went conservative as Carr completed a pass to Waller short of the sticks. And it would have had to take an unbelievable run from Waller to get the first down. I want to see Gruden more aggressive with his play calling there. The Raiders settled for three. Now the Raiders finished the game with 320 total yards of offense. Carr was 13 for 23 for 165 and two scores. For the second straight week, the ground game was fantastic. 
It finished with 160 yards and averaged more than six yards a carry. Booker led the way with 68 yards, and Jacobs had 65 more on 14 carries. Here's Chucky on the Raiders' third quarter explosion. We threw the bomb, obviously, on third and 10. Aguilar went up and got it, much uh, like he's done for us all year. He's making big plays. And then the, the great scramble play to Renfro set us up for another score. Then he hit Waller for a tight window touchdown in the tight red zone. Uh, we got to work with Henry Ruggs. We've got to get Ruggs some, some white line work. You know, he, he's got to get those two feet in or we would add another big play. Um, but I thought Derek showed great command. And it's not easy to go out there in this league with, with the amount of revolving doors that we've had up front. Uh, but he communicates well. He, he, he's playing well. He had a great scramble for another huge first down on third and 10. And uh, I'm really proud of him and, and uh, excited for the future. We just hope we can get some men well for next week. I'll give the Raiders offense an overall B for their performance. To the defense now. And I don't think anyone expected a repeat performance from last week. But it started out well, as the Chargers' offense didn't put up any points in the first quarter. Actually, I thought the defense played well for the first 28 minutes and 15 seconds. Hey, there was even a Carl Nassib sighting. Remember him? The team signed him in the offseason, $17 million, three years. Well, actually came up with big plays. A couple of them in the first half. The first one, he batted down a Justin Herbert pass. And on the very next play, recorded a sack. He now has a sack and a half this season. Bottom line is they need more production out of him, and hopefully this can get him going. The defense picked up another sack in the second quarter as Max Crosby got his fifth of the season. But with a minute 45 left in the half, the meltdown began. The Chargers faced a third and 16 from the Raiders 44, and they converted. I can count a handful of times this season the Raiders' defense failed to get off the field when the opponent faced a third and long. I don't know why defensive coordinator Paul Gunther plays a soft zone in those situations. The Raiders have been burned time and time again in those situations. But it got worse. Two plays later, with the Raiders in zone coverage, Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen runs completely free in the secondary and scores on a 27-yard touchdown reception. He's the Chargers' best offensive weapon. Know where he is at all times. I mean, the Raiders really never had an answer for Allen. He finished with nine receptions, 103 yards, and one touchdown. After the Raiders jumped to an 11-point lead, the Chargers scored on their next two possessions. However, the Raiders caught a break after L.A. scored a touchdown to make it 28-26. Justin Herbert was injured and had to come off the field for the two-point conversion. It was replaced by Tyrod Taylor, and the two-point attempt failed. As you know, the game eventually came down to the last drive, and with 4.37 remaining, the Chargers had the ball on their own 25. Now, considering the Chargers had scored on their previous two drives, my confidence level wasn't very high with the defense. Herbert led the Bolts right down the field, at one point completing nine straight passes. It all came down to the Raiders' defense and cornerback Isaiah Johnson's heroics which sealed the victory for the Raiders. You know, as much maligned as this defense is, they have come through in a couple of really big situations now. Remember the opener against the Panthers? Raiders D stopped Carolina on a fourth and one from midfield to preserve the victory, and then hit her again today to beat the Chargers. The Raiders held Herbert in check for the first half, but then he heated up in the second half, 
finished with 326 passing yards on 28 for 42 and two touchdowns. This kid is good, and it appears the Chargers have found their next franchise quarterback. The Bolts finished with 128 rushing yards, averaging just over four yards a carry. Nick Kwiatkowski led the Raiders with 13 tackles. LaMarcus Joyner chipped in with 12, and Jonathan Abram had 10 tackles. After the game, Gruden was impressed with Johnson's performance. He got baptized today in the NFL, and uh, Mullen comes out of the game, and Arnett's on the sideline, and, and we needed somebody to step up. Keyshawn Nixon hurt his groin, and uh, thank goodness for Isaiah Johnson and his length. And um, like uh, like you said, you, 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 you got to give him credit. We gave him a game ball, and uh, we gave Brandon Parker a game ball for their for their work today, and on, on uh, as we were shorthanded. And what about the emotional roller coaster the team had to go through on the final play? Well, I think quarterback Derek Carr summed it up best. Obviously, I saw a little bobble. I saw him hit the ground, and you see him, the referees talking about it. So then you're like, well, either way, this is going to get reviewed. You know, that's what's going through my head. You know, and obviously, they're char the Chargers team. They run on the field, rightfully so. They think the game's over, uh, you know, on the last play. Um, and then <laughs> they go review it, and then all of our guys rush the field and go nuts. And uh, uh, it's an emotional roller coaster. I try my best to stay here. Now it goes like this here and there. Um, uh, we weren't as clean on some things today, so maybe I got a little hot, you know, uh, on some things. But whenever we pull something out like that, it's so good for the team. Like just on the bus, when you get on the airplane, the joy, the excitement, the confidence it gives certain guys, um, you know, it, it a play like that can change a young man's career, you know, um, you know, one way or the other. And hopefully – this catapults Isaiah, and I hope that it just gives him more and more confidence that when the game's on the line, he, he knocked the ball out twice. Let's not forget, he didn't do it just the last play. He did the play before also. The Raider team wasn't the only one on an emotional roller coaster. All of Raider Nation was on one as well. I'll give the defense an overall B. Good first half for the most part. Not so good second half, but came up big when it mattered the most. Finally, the special teams, and they certainly were. Kicker Daniel Carlson was perfect on extra points and converted his only field goal attempt to 31-yarder. A.J. Cole punted four times and twice pinned the Chargers inside the 20. But one of the plays of the game was turned in by the special teams. Fourth quarter, L.A. trailing by two. Raiders defense reeling, and the Raiders offense goes three and out. A.J. Cole punts it away, and the Chargers kick returner K.J. Hill muffs the punt at his own 30, and it's recovered by the Raiders' Kyle Wilbur. That was a huge moment in the game, and it swung the momentum back to the silver and black. The Raiders' drive resulted in a field goal and proved to be the difference in the game. The special teams gets an A. Well, it's the midway point of the season, and the Raiders now find themselves 5-3 and three and in the thick of the playoff picture in the AFC. According to AP's Josh DeBow, this is the 15th time the Raiders have had a winning record eight games into a 16-game season. They made the playoffs in 10 of those previous seasons. For the second time this season, the Raiders have won two in a row. And next week, the Silver and Black host longtime division rival, the Denver Broncos. Denver's coming off a loss to the Falcons and are 3-5, and five, third place in the AFC West. As you know, Raider Nation, since I took over as host of this podcast, I'll talk about my family or friends and even share personal stories as well. Despite the Raider victory, I'm a little sad today after learning about the passing of Alex Trebek. Of course, he was the longtime host of the game show Jeopardy. 
Following a lengthy and courageous battle against cancer, Trebek died Sunday morning at the age of 80. I'm such a huge fan of the show and was fortunate enough to see a taping in 2016. Alex always carried himself with such dignity and class. I was a big admirer of him and the show. Rest in peace, Alex, who will always be the king of game show hosts. So earlier this week, I was with my buddies, Bill, Marshall, and Sean, and they said I needed to come up with a catchphrase to end my podcast. So we did some brainstorming and came up with this. May all your punts find the coffin corner. Now, I love it, and I hope you do as well, Raider Nation. But I want to give you a little background on where the phrase comes from. Now, as you know, football can often be a game of field position. And in today's game, punters try and pin their opponents deep in their own territory by kicking the ball end over end in the middle of the field and forcing the punt returner to either call a fair catch or hopefully his teammates down it before it goes in the end zone. But when I was growing up, punters would try and angle the kick towards the sideline, and it was called the coffin corner. It can be either sideline. It doesn't matter. And it's usually from about the five-yard line to the goal line. Now, a perfect coffin corner kick is one that goes out of bounds just before the pylon located in front of the end zone. Back in the day, there was nobody, and I mean nobody, better than Raiders Hall of Fame punter Ray Guy. He was the master of it and one of the greatest punters of all time. All right, Raider Nation, that's going to do it for this edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Dennis Ackerman. Thanks so much for listening, and may all your punts in corner. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.